Hey, hi, hello, how are you? And welcome back to Watch It Again, the podcast where we go through comics, TV shows, and movies. As always, I am your host, Jacob, and with me are... I'm Kat. And I'm Nick. And this week, we will be talking about the newest Marvel hit smash box office success that is Eternals. <laughs> right. Is it all those things? Really? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it got somewhat review bombed before it even came out, and it's Marvel's lowest rated movie on Rotten Tomatoes. But here we are, and um, initial thoughts. I guess we'll go, what, no spoilers, and then sort of spoilers for this. Yeah, probably. In terms yeah. of review. So I'll go, uh, let's start with Cat. Initial thoughts mm. on the movie as a whole. Initial thoughts? Um,. I think the biggest one for me is that it didn't feel like a Marvel movie, which was weird because it like was very stylized like a Marvel movie. Um, and so I don't know if I enjoyed it like as a part of the MCU, but I did enjoy watching it. I thought it was entertaining enough. Does that make sense? <laughs> Yeah, judging by Nick's face, though, he has a lot to elaborate on what you just said. <laughs> well, Nicholas? they're my initial thoughts, so. <laughs> okay, I should probably preface with, for the last six months, like, it's going to look like I wanted to hate the movie because <laughs> I spent about six months talking shit about every trailer and uh, screenshot and everything that was released. Uh, that being true. said, I thought this movie was delightful. <laughs> yeah. I guess for me, I went in with very low expectations. I think that's why I liked and, it so much. Yeah, just I, I, I was nothing. I was pleasantly surprised with. I suppose the. I mean, I have issues with some of the plot points that we'll get into in the spoilers, but I was pleasantly surprised with the overarching story in a way, but also like just the level of the character like you know there was so much character development kind of jammed in to what two hours and 30 something minutes however long yeah. this goes for and you're trying to introduce mm -hmm. 10 main casts like 10 main characters in this time you're trying to convey thousands of years worth of emotional bonds and history and i think it was done really well in the setting out of you know the story. Mm. Mm. I feel like, yeah, even though they like kind of, because obviously, like you said, it's set over thousands of years, even though they jumped around a bit in that timeline, it didn't feel like disconnected. Yeah. And the flashbacks, well, okay, the flashbacks were well paced. Yeah. In terms of what was happening in the story to then kind of going back to moments in the past that were kind of giving context to different characters. Yeah. So I think that, like, it led to the character development being done really well in the use of those like scenes set in the past. Mm -hmm. I um, feel like by the time we finish recording this, I'll just be like, yep, yeah, I love Eternals now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and one of us might hate it by the end. Who knows? <laughs> um, so in terms of cast, I'd say it's a very, you know, somewhat star-studded cast in terms of, you know, Marvel movies and some big names might not get as much play as what, you know, people might have thought in terms of their, 
you know, notoriety in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've got Gemma Chan as Cersei, Richard Madden as Icarus, Kamal Nanjiani as Kingo, Lia McHugh as Sprite, Brian Tyree Henry as Fastos, Lauren Ridloff as Makari, um, Barry um, Kean as Droog, Don Lee as Gilgamesh, Kit Harrington as Dane Whitman, Summer Hayek as Ajak, Angelina Jolie as Athena, um, and then kind of you've just got all your extras. Um, we don't care about extras. Yeah. I mean, you've got... <laughs> no, we do. We love them. Do you know... Please keep doing your job. <laughs> I mean, the, 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 the one other casting that I kind of never picked, um, do you know who plays the deviant bad guy? No, I the voice yeah, sounds familiar. Yeah, so familiar. I didn't. I didn't look it up. It's Bill Skarsgård. Oh, of oh, course, of course, it's a Skarsgård. Yeah. They always get cast as yeah. bad guys. Yeah, so that was a you know I was like, oh, he's in this, and um, we'll come back to other casting when we get to the spoilers bit. But <laughs> yeah, I think as a cast, there is definitely some standout performances, and then of these, and I'd say. The main, I guess, two for me in terms of performance was Lyra McHugh as Sprite, mm-hmm. kind of like mm-hmm. stood out as kind of like, you know, a bright spark in this cast with her character. And then Gemma Chan's Cersei was just kind of, well, I mean, she is the point of view character mm-hmm. for this film and has been marketed as that in kind of the promotional material. But yeah, I think. For you guys, was there anyone that kind of stood out, like, character-wise for you? I definitely agree with you in terms of Sprite because I think they did a really good job of portraying her as not a child, even though that is what she looks like because she's, like, this being who's thousands of years old and has all these complex emotions and, like, is emotionally mature and essentially grown up but is still stuck in this child's body body of a child yeah in a modern world where she kind of yeah i i think i like sprite more at the beginning but i think towards the end they kind of dropped the ball with the character i assume you Mm. guys know will know like well it's a more of a spoiler thing but i think yeah i i think this is kind of common throughout the plot like there's a lot of character actions that like kind of we go oh Okay, that's really weird that they would do that. Mm. I really liked um, Brian Tyree Henry and Kamal Nanjiani. Yes, they were both absolutely fantastic. Yeah, and I usually don't like the like people who are like obviously like comic relief, but I think like my my problem with this mostly is that there's too many fucking characters in general. You've got I think you've got a cast of like ten main characters. Yeah, but I think I think because they all have to be used sparingly, yeah. I didn't get sick of any of them. Yeah. Really? Yeah, some do get a lot more screen time than others. Yeah, but it's still done well, and introductions of characters come at like appropriate times. Like you're not you're not always all ten together for the whole thing. Mm. Yeah, and. I feel I good on them. For, like I feel like it would have been a lot of restraint to not use Angelina Jolie and Selma Hayek. Like it's probably like the two most as your famous. leads. Yeah, yeah. 
I, that surprised me too. And I think they were kind of the reason I was so worried about mm. the movie. Cause like just their sort of performances in the trailer was really like, uh, like, I know it was very bland and dry, yeah, it's a shampoo but to be fair, yes, <laughs> but the thing that I, I did say that, didn't I? Yeah. The thing yeah. is that like I, that. <laughs> having seen it now though, I I don't know how you could possibly market this. Yeah. Yeah. Without either giving away the entire plot or it, I don't know. Or it, just it, chopping it's not together the action kind of things. Yeah. Yeah. It's sort of and I think it's really done really well that a lot of the trailer one seeing this comes from kind of the first forty minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot and of turns... it is also like flash like kind of the flashback stuff mm. that isn't yeah. really like main plot driven. So like you don't get an idea of where this story is actually going at all. Yeah. Yeah. From the trailers. I, that being said, I, I though, forgot. I did like halfway through the movie. I was like, "Oh, this is how it's going to end," and I was right. But we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Yeah. Yeah. I I think I kind of it sort of had me guessing really, but I like obviously you know there wasn't going to be anything dr- too dramatic happen, but like. I was really worried at the start when it opened with black text. Yeah. Explaining mm, the, the Celestials. I was like, oh, no, I was right. But I think, like, after the first couple scenes, like, I, I personally did not like the flashbacks at all. Oh, I feel okay. like you could have just, for, for a movie that's, like, so full of exposition, I feel like that could have just cut off, like, at, you know, 20 minutes. We will come to, this movie. in spoilers, the mass exposition dump scene that happens mm. in this movie that goes for about five minutes I, that I was like, this is very just much, this is just putting millions of years of MCU law down our throats very quickly to get like, this yeah. is what's happened. This is how the universe works. Now you're, okay, now you're up to speed. We can continue with the movie. I <laughs> am going to disagree with you, Nick on the flashbacks because I mm-hmm. really enjoyed seeing them like essentially through history and watching them evolve that way. Because I think if you didn't show them, then like, why? Like, I feel like you needed to see the impact they were having on people. Yeah. And the yeah. good little jokes that kind of come along and yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm. I'm thinking more the the last flashback we get. I think it is where they like break up. Spoilers. Oh. <laughs> that's not really a. That's no. not, you want to hear a spoiler? <laughs> yeah. Um, no. Yeah, I think so. I guess the other like with this we get so far before this movie in terms of celestials in the MCU we'd had three really kind of meant like scene, which was Ace on the searcher who was seen wielding the power stone, destroying a planet in guardians of the galaxy in the collector's big exposition dump about explaining the infinity stones. Mm-hmm. Um, we have the, again, guardians of the galaxy. We have nowhere, which is the severed head of a celestial. Um, in terms of nowhere, in the comics, nowhere, or the celestial that then beca- its head became known as nowhere, 
was killed by Null, who is the Lord creator of the symbiotes, like symbiotes, like Venom and Carnage. And, you know, he's the kind of creator of them. Yeah. And he killed, he beheaded that celestial with a symbiote sword. Mm. So it's, it'll be interesting if there's any sort of link crossover there with to that. Yeah, when mm. we finally get to that point, and then the other one that we've had in the MCU is Ego, the Living Planet, who claimed to the, again to the Guardians this time in Guardians of the Galaxy two that he was a celestial, although in the comics he's not. Mm. And then we throughout this movie we get introduced to five more. And their roles throughout, you know, the universe. Um, we also get the introduction, I suppose. Um, what did you guys think of Kit Harrington's Dane Whitman? I liked I him. wasn't, yeah, I, I wasn't too, I thought that would be very distracting just seeing him in anything. But uh, again, he's just, he's not really in it enough yes. to kind of have an opinion. He plays the like dorky hot boyfriend very well yeah <laughs> you know very who's not gonna try and jump up a wall because he just knows he can't <laughs> yeah i think his character going forwards will i think will have a lot mm. of play yeah hell within yeah. the mcu and it mm. has quite a you know powerful character in terms of moving forwards and the new aspects of the MCU that are opening up. Um, But I think having him here was a nice little kind of introduction to, you know, the Dane Whitman side of his character without actually kind of opening up the rest of who he is. Yeah. And before, like, you know, Mm. and then we'll get to more of that later on in one particular scene that appears in this at one point in this movie in regards to him. <laughs> but yeah, I think he's, I think it's weird. You've got, you know, you've got two Starks from Game of Thrones in this as kind of, you know. Yeah. I, 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 I was never one of those people that was like, Oh my God, they're from Game of Thrones, which is yeah. what a lot of yeah. people did. But when they've got them like standing Fa- like face to face, you know, having like a, yeah. having a stare down in a love yeah. triangle, it's very distracting. When yeah. they were doing that, I was like, because you know how sometimes they just like will cast the same person as multiple characters. I was looking at them and I was like, mm. is this just b- both Kit Harrington? <laughs> Am I just like going <laughs> crazy? But no, I loved it. Because we haven't touched on Richard Madden as Icarus yet. Mm. But okay. I, I really like him in a lot of things. And I did really like his portrayal of the character in this. And I think he really, like, it was a good portrayal of exactly who that character is. Mm. And we'll get, you know, we'll get more into it, into spoilers. But I, I did like that a child in this movie called him Superman. Yeah. Okay, so, the, you know... I thought that was really weird and cringe. I, th- I thought it was funny, but then also like I... <laughs> he's a good version of Superman on I... screen. Okay, so I just couldn't get Homelander out of my head because you know how he does the like <laughs> flying thing where he's straight and he just like yeah whizzes through the yeah, air. Yeah, he, he looks like, more like Homelander, Homelander than Superman. Yeah. And I, I just like 
just thought he was like a worse version of that and I just can't get that out of my head. I, I, I kind of had it like that it's like Warner Brothers take notes on how to kind of do some Superman stuff in terms of this is how Superman would fight a giant monster. Like, yeah, I think his 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 fight sequences I think were really good. Mm. Also, I I think I like I I don't know about the comics. I thought he was like invincible for some reason. I don't know if he is in the comic or not, but like I think that's what also had me worried. I thought they were all like oh, unable yeah. to be hurt. No, which they. Yeah, which I, I immediately they prove like because he has like a scratch on his shoulder. So I was like, yeah. oh, okay. I think that kind of put me at ease too. I was like, oh, I can actually worry about people. Well, I was kind of, I, when I went into it, for some reason, I thought they all had the same power. And I was like, well, that's just going to be boring. You're just going to see seven well, of the same, do. ten of the same thing. In a way that, okay, so they all, so the, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll touch on this before we go any further with spoilers in terms of who the Eternals are. And I'll start off with like a comic base of who they are. Um, Icarus is one of the most powerful Eternals in existence. Um, he's the second most powerful on Earth, um, only to Zurasu doesn't feature in this movie. Um, we'll get, I'll get more onto changes that were made between for the movie in a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, he is immortal. Well, they're all immortal. They all have enhanced strength, speed, um, stamina. They can all somewhat heal. They can all heal themselves quicker than like a like a normal person could. Um, they all have low level cyclic abilities. So these Eternals are kind of like all the power sets that are in this, like speed. Matic like manipulation, they all have the same base set of powers, but each one of them is an expert in at least one of them. Ah, uh, right. So, like, Cersei's an expert in, like, you know, manipulating the manipulation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Kingo's an expert in, like, energy manipulation. Makari's an expert in speed. Druig's an expert with his, like, you know, psychonics. Like, they've all, you know, um, Ajax is the expert in regeneration and healing. They've all kind of got different, like they're all like, you know, the best at one of them. Yeah. Um, so in terms of like power scale, he's quite high in reference to other characters within the, um, the MCU. Like, you know, Marvel World. So what um, would... Okay, compare him to a character that we know well then, like, I know, Captain America or Iron Man. I would say in terms or, of strength-wise, you're looking at, like, a Thanos-level sort of strength. Okay. Of like, so pretty you know, fucking strong. Yeah. Um, and that's, like, the thing. There was the whole thing going on about... Because Gilgamesh in this is... He's the strong one. Yeah. Right? And his power rating would be higher than Thanos. And there was a whole, there's always articles coming out like, oh, he's introduced after because he could single handedly, you know, just beat the shit out of Thanos because Icarus would be able to hold his own, much like Thor could, or, you know, Mm. he's kind of at that level of strength. Interesting. Um, In terms of the Eternals, 
themselves. Do, we, do you guys just want to go into spoilers now? Yeah, I feel like we've talked about this enough. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but before we do, I'll just yep. acknowledge uh, this, like, this movie looks way, way better than Shang-Chi, for example, because I feel like... In terms of CG? Every, yeah, well, no, yeah. Uh, not necessarily. I, I would say more just cinematography in yeah. general, because it looks like they're actually in locations. Yeah. Like, everywhere in Shang-Chi just looks like... Okay, there's grass there. All right, and here's the green screen. Like, you can yeah. kind of tell. Or even, like, on the bus. Like, I like the bus sequence, but you can tell they're on a bus, but the bus has got blue around it. Yeah. So I feel like, yeah, and it, like, wouldn't take me, like, out well, of Well, in Shang-Chi, in that bus was in Sydney, and the outside of the bus was in San Francisco, so. Yeah. <laughs> I know. But, yeah, yeah. I, it's magic. But, yeah. Um, I haven't seen I think Shang-Chi, so I have no point of reference for this. Sorry. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, look at I. I'd say even in, in like the good ones, like in Endgame, like their Avengers base, like just when they're hanging out outside that in the daytime, it's that similar sort of look. You can tell like it's not a real real place. Yeah. Setting like it doesn't look real. Whereas like this, like the jungle, the, the, the farmhouse. They're real yeah, places. Gone all over yeah. The, yeah, all over the world to shoot this, yeah. which is why it got delayed. But you know, yeah, right. and like the desert, like it looks like the rocky parts of desert look, you know, they're actually out there. Yeah, I, I appreciate yeah. the extra effort, like because it looks like, yeah, you know, and, and actually obviously location is, shoot. Yeah, and I yeah. think that's why that's why like a lot of the reactions like, oh, this is going to win Oscars. It shouldn't, but like. No, it's not. But it's I, not I think, Chloe Zhao's best directorial. I project. don't think I've seen anything but, like Chloe Zhao. Um, Nomadland. Did you watch that? No. Oh, what mm-hmm. else is she? Doing, I Jacob? think you can tell. I, I off the top of my head, I can't tell you, but I think you can tell it's done by kind of that sort of director. Mm. Like the tone will change from a, and that, like you said, it doesn't feel like a Marvel movie. Mm. Because it's like it, it, the direct that they've gone with a different direction in I think, terms of like you know creative control for this. I think too what Close Out does very well is use the environment, use the mm. location to um, to kind of inform what is happening, and yeah. it's like kind of inform like how to feel and what sort of is hap- I don't know what's like it's like a character within itself almost. Yeah. Does that make sense? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, going into spoilers, the biggest change in terms of the Eternals for this movie is that in the movie they're artificial to a sense. Like they um, were kind of created by the celestials to do this role and that's why they don't age is because they're kind of not Fully alive. Yeah. Right. Yeah. See, I wasn't sure whether to take it as they're robots or take it as uh, they're like uh, like Synthetic. Peter Quill or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like in that. the comics, the Eternals are also known as Homo Immortalis, hmm. and are a genetic offshoot of humanity, and that they were exper- humanity was experimented on. By the celestials. How they made the scrolls and stuff as well. Yeah. 
So different Celestials were experimenting on different races around the universe. And, um, yeah, the Eternals are an offshoot of the human race. They're also linked closely with the Titans from Titan, who are also technically Eternals, which we'll get to later. But Thanos himself in the comics is an Eternal. But he's all big and purple with his chin like that because he is affected. Well, he's affected by the deviant gene, which also affects the scrolls, which is why some of the scrolls have that weird, as you see in some of the comics and like art and stuff, they have that weird thing on their chin with all the lines, like same as what Thanos does, Mm. because they've been affected by the deviant gene, but aren't full deviants because the deviants themselves are a race that kind of was also created by the celestials, which stays the same sort of within the context of the movie. But yeah, um, the celestials made a hundred Eternals that lived on earth and they lived in um, what was Titanos, which then became Olympia, which is the city at the top of Mount Olympus in Greece which is the home of the Eternals, where they briefly took on the role of the ancient Greek gods as their representatives on Earth. Because obviously the Greek gods, like the Norse gods in the MCU, are real, and Zeus and Hercules and everyone exists. But the Mm -hmm. Eternals for a time took on the role of the representatives of the Greek gods in Earth's history. Mm -hmm. Um, They've had multiple civil wars and... The other thing is that the movie kind of turned them into... So the whole plot of this film is that the Earth's an egg. The Earth's just a big old egg. And there's a (laughs) celestial inside the egg. And that the Eternals have to foster a race smart enough and intelligent life that the celestial can feed off all that, that energy and then hatch, destroying a life on the planet. Right? Mm Mm-hmm. In the comics. But in return, we'll create heaps of more. Yeah, and in return, and that celestial will go on and make more planets, more galaxies, and star systems, and whatnot, and billions and billions and trillions of more lives will be created. So it's the exchange of a few for the, you know, benefit of the many. But in the comics, that's not how it works. So their role is that they just, like, they, they foster life and they feed energy back to the Eternals. And that energy goes to a being called the fulcrum. And obviously we know like a fulcrum point, you know, a point of balance on a scales and it's kind of the scales in the universe. And if the energy from the planet matches that of the Eternals, sorry, the Celestials, the Celestials kind of get the energy. If it matches that of the Deviants, the Deviants get the energy. So they're kind of siphoning, you know, energy out of these planets, but they don't, necessarily harm like the the creatures that live there so the eternals sorry the celestials that we get introduced to we've obviously got um aramesh arisham sorry the judge which is the main that has in the movie has sent these eternals to earth um and he judges the worthiness of a planet right and he's judging which in the comics is its worthiness to continue or not um, we have 
Jumaya the analyzer, whose role is to analyze all the information that is sent back to the celestials. We have Nazar the calculator, who calculates all the data that is sent back. And Harjan the messenger, who is the one that collects the data and sends it all back. And then we also have Tiamat, who is the celestial that is in the egg inside the earth. And in the comics, he's actually imprisoned by the other celestials inside the earth. So they placed him there after the earth was created. And at various points throughout the, like, you know, Marvel history, he has emerged and he eventually emerged to stand in, he stood at the edge of San Francisco Bay and observed life on earth for a very long time and eventually became a tourist attraction. And you kind of said that, but he's linked to the X gene or the mutant oh, gene within the Marvel uh. universe. Yeah. So in the comics, he, um, at one point Magneto's gene was removed and he lost his powers and he was treated with DNA, I suppose you could say, taken from Tiamat and gained his gene back. When Archangel tried to take over the world, he used this to try and give everyone, you know, the X gene. So it's kind of leaning into, are they going to do this, which is the awakening in this film, as it's called. And I think it was very appropriately, I think it's deliberately called the awakening. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. So in the, like the awakening is obviously like the eggs hatching and the celestial is going to emerge from the planet. The planet's going to be destroyed and the Eternals have to go against their role to prevent it. But obviously every time they've done this to a planet, their memory's been wiped. Um, what did you guys think of the whole twist in sort of that? I I didn't see that coming. I did think it was weird at the start mm. when they were all on the spaceship together and they're like, oh, I'm Icarus, I'm Cersei, you know, nice to meet you. It's like, oh, maybe they've just woken up mm. from like cyber sleep or something. Yeah, but I yeah no I didn't see it coming. I thought that it was really interesting that they were kind of hinting at it with Mad Weary, which is what Angelina yeah. Jolie's Athena had. I thought that was done really well. Um, yeah, but no, I I thought it was a very interesting concept and it makes more sense that they're like synthetic or robots or whatever for that to happen. Because does that happen in the yeah. comics? What was like, that? Like do their memories get wiped in the comics? No, so they've lived for millions of yeah. years and they remember all of it because their entire role is that they watch civilization um from primordial to transcendence, they test, they prod, they observe, and they, you know, pass judge. They re- they report to pass mm-hmm. judgment to mm-hmm. the celestials. Like they, <clears throat> their role is to just kind of be. Their three main principles are protect the celestials, protect the machine, and correct excessive deviation. Mm-hmm. And the machine being. If I can remember, I'm gonna click that because I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, an artificial intelligence that serves the um, Eternals. Interesting. Yeah, I, I think I, I think I thought it was an interesting twist, but I, I realized this later. 
it kind of uh, sort of makes no sense then why they let Thanos just destroy half the universe. Because he's not technically... Uh, yeah, like, obviously... A deviant. He, well, he's not a deviant. No, I'm glad, yeah, like, they didn't really retcon that. But they... Like, if he's gonna... So so the plan is, like, the the egg hatches with the Celestial yep. there once the population reaches a certain level. Level of intelligence, yep. But you'd yeah. think... No, it's a population level. Oh. Right? Yeah, but it's like a certain... Yeah. yeah. It's a certain level of, like, intelligent life on a planet. Oh, yeah, man. so you think the Celestials would be like, hey, maybe stop this guy, because it's going to fuck up all our plans, but... I suppose it just kind of delayed it. Yeah, well, that's what she said. But then again, the Celestials are somewhat all-knowing. And if, in fact, the Fulcrum does exist and the Celestials serve the Fulcrum within the MCU, then Hades would have told them to, you know, that everything will be fine. And Yeah. So the the Fulcrum... um, is served by the Celestials, the Horde, and the Watchers, and is kind of an all-knowing, all-powerful being that has the alias of Jack the Bartender. Right. And he appears to most people as Jack the Bartender, including when Celestials... Sorry, when Eternals die, they meet him. Isn't that supposed Jubilee. to be a like stand-in for like Jack Kirby? Well, his appearance is based on Jack Kirby, yeah. who is the creator. But... It's kind of thought that he might be a, like, a character that the one above all, kind of plays, but you know, mm. no one knows. Who knows? Maybe not. Because the one above all is obviously the, essentially God of. The Marvel universe. Um, is... Just going back quickly to. Um, like the X-Men thing. I think it's too early for them to introduce that crossover. Like, I think there yeah, are, no, are I, a lot of... Well, they ha- the, you go. Yeah, they have them. They have them. But also, I think uh, the fact that Deadpool is successful yeah. is probably pushing them to bring them back quicker. But I think... I, I think there's things yeah, closer to I don't want them back for a while. before they do that. Like, yeah. they've got Venom. Well, I don't know if they have Venom, but, like, Venom would be the obvious choice. Oh, they're definitely... Well, no. Yeah, they're, they're definitely doing Venom. But I think they're... I would rather they just left them for yeah. a bit. And I, I, I don't know. I, I'm not a massive fan Jackman of the... After only... I don't know how many years it's been. Eight years. We need we need at least a decade. Yeah. Before we get a new... And, and I'd rather their origins not tie into a bunch of space shit either. Yeah. And I think... And it's... I, I think it's very possible. A lot possible. of it already does tie into a lot of space shit. <laughs> I know, and I, I, I think I, I think it's very possible that they might not use the stuff that was set up in this in future. Mm. I, I don't know. Like, it depends how much money this makes. I know nothing's really making tons of money like it was a couple of years ago, but I think a lot of the stuff in here is just sort of, oh, toss it out, see how people react to this yeah. big brain celestial stuff, and if they like it, we'll keep I using it. I think, like, this movie ends with the words, you know, the Eternals will yeah. return. So and obviously, they like, also and it teases a lot of things going yeah. forwards. Mm. They set it up so but, well for a sequel. Like, 
and it sets up two very different paths that the MCU was going yeah. down. See, the, they've also kind of, like, we're getting right towards the end here, but they've also left it in a way where they can just c- sort of come back to them whenever they want. Mm. Yeah. Like, because it's sort of, it ends with the Eternals we have left getting carried off by the big bad Celestial, the judge, and like, he's like, oh, I'll judge your fates, you know, Earth's fate, Arishim. based on your memories. It yeah. wouldn't. Yeah. Uh, but, but to them, like, you know, a, a, a decade is a couple of days to us, so like, yeah. it, they could just bring them back in like five or ten years and just be like, like you know, depending on whether people it would see another it wouldn't surprise. I think it will be a lot. I think it wouldn't surprise me if Probably. they, if yeah, we didn't see the Eternals for a few movies, but we saw the development of Kit, um, Kit's character. Yeah, I, I think we'll be getting a shitload of Black Knight, and I'm here for it. I am very excited for that. Um, so before oh, before jumping back into kind of a couple of spoiler things about different characters and the storyline and stuff, I think we we may as well touch because we're talking about May. So I'll touch on the two post-credit scenes that exist within this mm-hmm. movie. The first of which we get um, Patton Oswalt voicing Pip the Troll, um, who announces the arrival of Eros, also known as Star Fox, who is a high eternal and the brother of the deviant affected eternal Thanos. Um, so him and Thanos do genetically share parents. They're not it's not just like how Thanos says that his daughter is, you know, Gamora and Nebula, like Eros slash Starfox and Thanos have the same mother and father. They are brothers by blood. Mm. Um Well one got the good genes. Which is obviously played by Thanos. You know, Har- Har- Harry Styles, which was a very interesting it's an interesting that happened in my choice. theater on the, um, I suppose you could say pre-screening that I went to the day before it came out, of where several women in the audience lost their fucking <laughs> minds. Um, one in particular screamed out "What the fuck!" really loudly, <laughs> and I thought that was quite funny. But again, that introducing a character like that at this point in the MCU. We're opening up those Eternals left in the spaceship that are now with. Pip the Troll and Eros to kind of branch into the space side of the MCU. Yeah. And broadening into where Guardians is going. Yeah, because we kind of got yeah. a little bit with Guardians. And allowing but... Yeah. Yeah. I also think it's an interesting uh it's an inter- interesting character to introduce since he's pretty much the equivalent, like character wise, of a guy that walks around with a t shirt that says orgasm donor. <laughs> like from what I hear, just like ve- like the biggest piece of shit, and I'm like, oh, it's really weird that they would choose him. Also, to be played by Harry Styles because he's bringing in an audience, and <laughs> like who I would go and see a mo- an MCU movie just because of Harry Styles. I mean, I'd go and see it anyway, but if he was in another movie, I'd probably well, go yeah, and I guess see that's it why. because he has that. I don't know. He just. He has that following and he has that audience and that is not necessarily a bad thing to capitalise on Mm. because who doesn't want more money? I suppose. (laughs) I think also it's Um, like I I think where people are going to get lost with these movies is they're not really, there's no set path at the moment. There's been like mm. 
four or five movies so far and a bunch of shows. And they're setting up so many different storylines with like the Celestials and the multiverse jumping and yeah. the Earth-based stuff and the Dark Avengers and all the magic stuff. There's like, you know, five or six different things. And I feel like these, like the movies don't feel as united anymore. Mm. That's true. I think it's good though, because they can kind of open up. They've got so many characters now that they can just open up all these different stories and people can, like having such a well-established shared universe, people can just jump between. Mm. But because but they've they've lost their um their sort of benefit of being able to say, oh, everything's required viewing, because yeah, you this can't. is not a thing anymore. Um, yeah. So I guess one question that raises from this film is, where the fuck are the Avengers? Yeah. Because <laughs> that seems like an Avengers level sort of yeah. threat. I mean, a giant stone man is rising out of the ocean. But it, it would have, ha- like, I think this is like a lot of the things that the Avengers don't turn up to. Like, how would they have found out? And also, it happened very quick. It was like a 20 minute event. Well, it's also this movie is set eight months after the events of Endgame. Right. So, in terms of like what's happening, is that Scarlet Witch is still, you know, the events of WandaVision are happening, the events of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Are happening. I still haven't seen that. The events of sorry. The events of Spider Man Far From Home are happening. So all the stuff that we've got recently, it's all happening at this mm. time. So we're kind of filling in this very sectioned period of like, you know, the year that is after Endgame. So with all these movies and TV shows and stuff to lead into, I guess, what's gonna happen probably from No Way Home and Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness going forwards. Like the next movies coming are going to elaborate on what the like world going forward is. Um, but yeah, back on There's just a lot of shit Eros. all happening at once, isn't there? Yeah. Hmm. He, um, well, Star Fox, as he, he's the hero name he, he goes by, has been a member of the Avengers. He fought alongside Marvel in some of the Kree Wars. Um, I just think it's an interesting point to introduce his character as that a lot of his play in the Marvel comics is in the wars against his brother, like against Thanos. And then he teamed up with the Avengers to help them because Thanos is responsible for the destruction of his planet and then killed their mother. So he's kind of like, fuck you. So, yeah, it's very interesting. Like, what have you been doing this whole time? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, also, I, I think the extra, uh, it just feels like we're never going to get away from Thanos and the Infinity Stones now. Unless yeah. something. Like, in Loki, when they're showing, they're showing, like, oh, the stones don't work here, you know. And I felt like that was the point where they're like, okay, we can stop talking about them now. But I feel like we're always going to have ties back to that now. And I'm like, I, I, I well, know. Well, it was I, like I would've... the first major event. Even if you have, like, your second phase and third phase and however many phases, like, people are still going to look back on this and go, okay, well, where was this character when this happened? Like, why didn't they just step in and go, okay, we're done? Yeah. And I think people just, yeah, like you said, just have to get over it. They just have to go, okay, they were in a different part of the just universe say, or multiverse. Ignore, ignore yeah, it. Yeah, exactly that. 
someone can't be everywhere. He at also once. has a really <laughs> fucked up um Except he can tell power people. where he can kind of control people's minds more than Druid could, so he can kind of just make people do whatever the fuck he wants them to mm. do. Yeah, well I, I read that he can like like that's what I meant by like the orgasm donor guy. Like he like releases people's pleasure senses or something. Yeah. To to a point where there was like a comic where She Hulk defended him because he like basically just um like made a married woman fall in love with him. Yeah. Just by using I I guess that's funny, like having Harry Styles play him, but I was like, oh yeah, odd choice. I think it was kind of a cast. I like weird. what they do with him. It's like a one off, but yeah. I think I, I, I can't imagine him as a main liner. I think that the events of that post credit scene set up Eternal, like whatever the next kind of venture for the actual Eternals yeah. is. Hmm. The next post credit scene features two characters. Hmm. One on screen and a voice off screen. Do either of you know who the voice was? That was Mahershala Ali as yes. yes, it was. Or Eric Brooks, as we shall, you know. Oh, is that his name? It's the man. That's Blade's real name. Is Eric Brooks? Yeah. Um. So it's a very interesting um thing because in the official kind of expanded story outline, um, it kind of says that he was stalking him and watching him and observing Dane Whitman as he got the sword, and because Black Knight, the kind of persona that Dane Whitman would take on if he took on the Ebony Blade is an extremely violent kind of cursed sword that the more someone wields it, the more violent they get. Mm. And they eventually turn to stone. Jesus. But Blade is obviously, I think it's going to be our way into the dark horror underworld of the Marvel comics. Because we're obviously next year getting Werewolf by Day in terms of like a Halloween special for Marvel and exploring more of the horror side of where these stories are going. And Blade will probably fit into that somehow. But I think Black Knight's most likely next appearance will probably be the Blade movie. That's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And like they've And they've both been members of what is MI-13, which is the super secret British superhero team led by Captain Britain, who was teased in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, who's the only other member of that team that has been kind of teased so far. So I think the Blade movie might be kind of going down that route in terms of we're just kind of kind of get more and more people added in so we can just do more and more stuff because if we're increasing sort of Avengers level threats to higher and higher by introducing more powerful and powerful characters, like if we get to like a Galactus level event, you're going to kind of need everyone Yeah. there. Yeah. You can't have a piddly little team of seven or eight, however many there are now. No. Fighting in. And Hawkeye and Black Widow aren't going to be that helpful. Yeah. Well, Black Widow's dead. <laughs> yeah. So. Dead. She's used to um, anyone yeah. now. Okay, so back to the actual... <laughs> Back to that, the movie itself. Um, Icarus turns out to essentially be the 
main villain of this Which I movie enjoyed. And kind of turns on them all because he wants to uphold the mission because he knows what it is. But the Deviant, played by Skarsgård, kind of just gets pushed aside. Yeah, I was looking for him to, like, come onto the, one of their sides and go, I'm going to fight. Yeah, like, what an, yeah. I feel like, yeah, it's yeah. such a nothing, build up for nothing. I was expecting yeah. him to kill, kill one more of the Eternals and end up looking like Thanos or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Thena kind of just killed him really easily and he like fixed her Resident brain. Resident Evil lasers. Yeah. But he kind of, in an attempt to absorb her powers, just fixed oh, is that her brain. What he did? Yeah, oh, no, I didn't I, get I didn't that. that. So <laughs> I thought she just like conquered her it, mad weary and one. No, so like in the kind of connection that was formed, it fixed all the cracks in her brain, <laughs> and then she was fine. So then she just really quickly killed him because she was back to being in full control of being like the greatest warrior that there is which is why then she so easily dispatched him because he kind of shot himself in the foot because you can see like none of the other Eternals in the multiple points where she kind of loses her mind want to fight Mm. her because Mm. she will just kill all of them including Icarus if she was at full kind of you know brain capacity she'd just tear him apart but yeah I think Icarus kind of fighting everyone you could tell he didn't kind of want to kill them per se because he was heat visioning them, and like if he wanted to, he would have just snapped their necks. But like mm. he kind of doesn't. He kind of holds himself back a bit because you know he's so connect. He's so attached. Well, to them he's in love with he wants Cersei to just- still. So, well, and he knows that because the Celestial is emerging and they're connected to the Celestial's power, that they're a lot stronger at that moment. So he's like, he knows they're all going to survive. This planet is exploding. So, like, you know, he just has to delay them enough to allow that to happen. Yeah. Because it's like their memories will be re- restored and we'll just go again. Yeah. So he's not trying to actually kill them. He's just like, just stop. Yeah, trying to stop them so that the emergence can happen. What did you think of him killing or, like, setting up the death of Ajax? Um, I think he should have just left it. And the emergence would have and happened. And the emergence would have happened, yeah. yeah. Like if, he, if, if he didn't go tell them or go help them out with the um, deviants, everything would have been yeah. fine. Like yeah. Oh, true. Yeah, because Cersei never would have gotten the, the mm. little ball that went in her throat. Mm. Huh. So he kind of fucked himself. <laughs> this movie sucks. Yeah, if he Plot just let Ajax live. Going down the drain everywhere. But I suppose he had to kill her <laughs> because... She was like, going to tell them. Well, but that's the thing. He could kill her and then not go talk to the others. Exactly. He, or he could just hidden the their body. just would have killed Sprite and Cersei in London. Yeah, because like if he and got that a kill... would have been that. Yeah. Like, yeah, because he, he would have gotten a killed. The war ball didn't come out and go into him, so he would have been like, oh, well, I'll hide her <laughs> so no he one else... Left, he could have just left well, her. Well, that's what he did, didn't he? Or the deviants <laughs> killed her. He could have just thrown her into space. Yeah, because he can fly into space. Yeah, like she can't. <laughs> yeah. But that's what I mean. He could have just, yeah, flown her into space and be like, fucking see ya. <laughs> I mean, he flies into the sun at the end of this, so he could have just taken it. Like, he could have just thrown her into the sun. Mm. 
Also, I didn't get I didn't get it until we were driving off, and Beck was like, oh, "Yeah, he's Icarus. He flew into the sun." Ha ha. Yeah. I was like, "Ah, oh. yeah, very also, good." He's definitely not oh, yeah, dead. Oh yeah, hundred percent not dead. Yeah, he's not dead. because he flew into that sun, and he was fine as he was flying through it, and then it kind of fades away. Like it oh, did I not thought, affect him at all. I thought he was just accepting death, like he was burning alive. He was no, like, he oh, was, well, his this is body happening. was untouched, and it's like it just faded off. Like the screen, like this left. I'm like, he's Maybe fine. He's just I thought, to live I thought on that the was very silly. I, I think that is the only point. I, I laughed at that, and I, I there was a joke I laughed at, but that was the, the, one of the two times I laughed. And I, was, I, wasn't I was disappointed to. by. I thought it was very silly. I was really disappointed by the humor. I it didn't hit like Marvel humor. Mm. Mm. And I just like I they think, set it up. Some like, of the, well, I thought, and like I just, I it just didn't work. Yeah, it felt pretty Marvel humory to me. I just thought that he probably should have just. I thought he was just going to fly off into space. Mm. Yeah, same. And I thought, and oh, I we'll thought see he was just going to fly off back to like Aramesh or Arishim, sorry, and was just going to be like, I fucked up. <laughs> Like, I thought he was just going to fly back to the Celestial, like, my bad. Mm. And, like, you know, sort of bend the knee to the Celestial and be like, yeah, like, I'm sorry. But, but yeah, I think he kind of just... Also, because he's the... Obviously, the, you know, you got the Superman comparisons. I think he's the kind of character where you can't keep him around because he'll ruin everything. Yeah. Like... Because he'll just like if he can just punch them. a hole through... If he can just punch a hole through the Green Goblin, like, who gives a mm. fuck? Like, yeah. But also, like, he wouldn't even bother, fo- like, he would still, he's so loyal to the mission that he'd just be like, oh, there's a deviant, I'll kill that, and then I'm just going to go back to my cave. Mm. Yeah. Like, you know, he just, that's why I thought, oh, he's just going to go back to the Celestial and be like, I failed, like, let me try again, mm. sort of thing. Like, just reset my mind and let me try again, be kind of, I'm just going to fly into the sun. <laughs> I also hated that. Kingo is the only Eternal that isn't in the final battle. Mm. He just leaves. I, I like that he was like sorta of on um he was on it, Icarus's side. side. But yeah, see like it but like so like because Sprite also goes with him, which is really yeah. weird because like, I just felt really out of nowhere, even though she she's love in love with him. with him. Yeah, that was weird. Don't do that. <laughs> she's a child. She's not though. She's, she's like thousands the actor thousand is old. the actor is. I don't care. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, like I because and Kingo decides to leave too. He's like, I'm not going to fight you for my beliefs, but I'm not helping you. And I was the whole fight. I was waiting. There was breaks in the action where I was like, Oh, he's going to come back now. Now, and he never does. Like, I was just waiting for him to be like, I don't know. I, I like, how cool would it have been if he like, there was like a blast off screen that like, whacks Icarus in the head, and he's just like, I don't know, like surfing on his like private jet going, <laughs> and he's like, well, his little butler's like, flying the plane with the camera in his hand, like. This is why you yeah. don't write uh, movies. That was yeah, that that would have been sweet as hell. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, it just I, I did like, like the butler with the camera throughout all of this. Like, this is going to make yeah. a documentary about this. It's like, I, I like this inclusion. Yeah. He he made me he made me laugh. Like when um he makes the Tinker Tinkerbell comparison yeah. and just sort of yeah. cancelling him out of focus for the camcorder. Yeah, um, I was like, oh, that's good. Can um, we talk? Did you like the inclusion of Australia? Oh, okay, that was totally no. not Australia. There was way too many hills. <laughs> what the fuck is going on there? As soon as I saw that, I was like, that is not the outback. It is not flat enough. Yeah. 
And as soon as I saw that depiction of Australia, I was like, great, more Americans are going to think, oh, I knew it. They do ride kangaroos to school. (laughs) That's what it all looks like. Yeah. Literally. We don't live in tin shacks, guys. We do when we're hiding, you know, away. But not regularly. (laughs) In the outback. I didn't like. Um, What were you going to say? Can we talk about um, Don Lee's Gilgamesh, please? Because I... Yes. yes, I really liked that character, and I was so sad when he died because I feel like <laughs> yeah. he was just like truly genuine and really just loved his friends. Yeah, he I was very wholesome. The Eternals that die in this movie die, as what Nick said, because they are universe-breaking yeah. levels of characters. Yeah. yeah, which is sad. Like you can't have even. Like even Ajax, she essentially has the power to bring a, like anyone back from the dead mm. in her healing. So it's like mm. like going forward, it's like oh, you know, Iron Man's dead. That would have been the situation. Like just take his body to her, and she would have just been like, he's fine now. Can she resurrect people? Or like it's a, I suppose Iron Man's probably a bad example, but like because he was fucked. <laughs> but yeah, her healing powers on a human are you know, if someone just kind of got stabbed. Just kind of stabbed, you know, like yeah. polite stabbing. Right. Not like their body ripped apart by cosmic energy, but, you know, like a human mean of death. Then, yeah, she has essentially the power to somewhat bring them back to life. Right. Which kind of, you know, puts in the thing. It's like, oh, you know, oh, they're injured. It'll be fine. Gilgamesh just punched the shit out of anyone. Do you think that. Yeah. Um, um, there's also a. Co- do you think that they'd introduce any other. Eternals, or is there any other Eternals? Um, in the comics, they... there's a hundred of them that oh, live okay. on Earth. So they lots. shouldn't. They ha- they still have plenty. <laughs> yeah. They got rid of like half of and them, plus, and they're still yeah. like and introduced one more. Yeah, like uh, after the forest scene where Gilgamesh dies, like I was like, oh man, we must be wrapping up. And then they get to like <laughs> Brian Tyree Henry's. House, I was like, oh my god, there's still like three to go. We, there's another we one. Should, we should be well, like the team should have been back together half an hour ago. This is yeah. going way too long. But there's that being said, a... he was like my favorite. Yeah. So there's gender swaps in the in the uh, in this movie too. Yeah, they made a Outrageous. big change with one of the characters. With two, oh, I only oh. read an article. So Makari, yeah. the speedster, mm. in the comics, is a dude. And Sprite in the comics is also a dude. Right. Yeah. There you go. Is, um, I I don't know his name, is Brian Terry Henry's character also gay in the comic? Um, Which one's he is? Fastos. Fastos. Yes. Um, He also in the comics can levitate, but we know we don't see him levitate in this one. That's cool. Mm. Or with his gigantic axe. Um, right. Hold on, let's go. Personal information. No, okay, that doesn't give me anything there. Right. Well, I'll just touch on that. I liked, like, because I, I heard leading up to so you, like, he was, like, the first openly gay MCU character. And I feel like that's just shit we've heard from Disney for, like, 10 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it's the first openly gay, like... But they actually, it's actually in the movie, and it's not something that will get cut out for China because they can't. There's um, like a lot of it. 
I think there's definitely something that could get cut out, which is Marvel's first sex scene. Yes. Oh, my oh, yeah, God. What happens in this? Yeah, what, what, was the the po- what, was, what was the point of that? I was sitting there. I don't know. I, so, I think, yeah, that was the moment when I realised that, like, this is not really a Marvel movie. <laughs> I, I, I turned to Luz and was like, why is this happening? This isn't necessary. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay. I'm like, this is meant to be a Marvel movie. I was like, like what the fuck? Yeah, it was just very, I was like, okay, cool. What was the point of that? It was like yeah. a 10-second thing. Then there is, I was like, you could have just had the same cut. I think that felt more unreal than having an openly gay character in the movie, honestly. I mean, they're on rocks yeah, too. Like, and the dirt. Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm, I'm surprised they didn't cut. I mean, they very well might, but they do like... Yeah, they, they stick to it because that Rise of Skywalker gay kiss got cut out. Hmm. So, like, kind of good. Like, I I knew like I knew they were saying, oh, this is the diverse one. I was like, yeah, okay. I, I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. But, yeah, they did it quite well. And, it like, aside from the fact that there's ten characters, that's the only part to me that felt shoved down throats, just the fact that there was too mm, many people. Yeah. Nothing on his comic book wiki says anything about his sexuality. Hmm. Well, who are we to assume? Hmm. Yeah. Could be a Chinese website. (laughs) 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 Um, Yeah, okay. Um, What else have we got in terms of weird shit in this film? Um, It does drag out a fucking lot. Yeah, they could have... Slice it down a fair bit. Yeah. Also, there was like you know the random off like kind of jokes to like oh I you know the Avengers and yeah everything else to kind of tie it back yeah, in. Didn't really need no. it. Yeah. I, I I didn't hear who um Kingo name dropped. Was it Thor? Yeah, mm. Thor. He yeah, used to right. babysit Thor, and now Thor won't return his phone calls. Yeah. Right. Okay. Which I thought was I thought that I did laugh at that. I was like that is actually like a very, that seems like a very Thor thing to do yeah just be like fuck this guy (laughs) what did you um think of kingo's like story for being on earth like you know that this is my great great grandfather this is my great this is my grandfather yeah like since he like i think also because he seems he he seems like the the most connected to humanity so it's weird that he's the one that doesn't come back yeah like you think it would be Druig or, you know, the Speedster who spent a thousand years in a ship underground reading books. Yeah. Like. Mm-hmm. Um. What are you reading, Jacob? Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I am. So they're kind of um. In the comics, they're kind of all offshoots. So Kingo comes from a Japanese settlement of Eternals that live in the um, mountains overlooking um, a part of Japan. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of first come back um, in terms of Genghis Khan oh, fighting that's there. That's cool. Not as Genghis Khan, just fighting in that war. Yeah, so do they all? Because it was likely that Droog was actually Genghis Khan and was controlling everyone's Jesus. minds. That's kind of cool. I really yeah. need to start reading more comics. Hmm. Yeah, so I enjoy this, but I sort of have I don't really have any desire to read Eternals. Yeah, because in, in the comics he's 
a major action film star in Japan, not India, because he's Japanese. So Marvel different changed. They're like, oh, India, Japan, same thing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, he should have been Japanese in this. I do like that they um like the the diversity of the cast. I thought that that was mm. quite well balanced. Yeah, because I guess like in the comics, they all come from different kind of parts of the planet where they've mm. lived. So they kind of all are different sort of, you know, yeah. races. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really have much else to say about it. No, neither do I. It's like I've changed I was my mind, guys. To see I where think it I goes. do like it. <laughs> I told you I would. Oh, wait. What was I going to say? No, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just want to see what happens yeah. next. Yeah. I just. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of do, but like, I'm. I, there's no, no pressure. Leave them for a bit. They're like they they're the kinds of characters where you can afford to just sit on them for a yeah. while. I am interested to see how they go with like the non aging um, part of it because obviously well, the actors. Well, will well age. they're all they're all good looking Hollywood people though. So yeah, I'm probably just and also they made Sprite a human, so they got they got past yeah. that. <laughs> Yeah, all right. I guess the question is, Kat, would you watch it again? Um, maybe in the lead up to the next movie. I mean, uh, Nick. Um, despite liking it, I don't think I would. Like, there's not really. It's. It's like not I enjoyed even in it. The MCU marathon. No, well, yeah, maybe if I ever do that again. But like, I I enjoyed it. But there's like, it doesn't really have a lot of rewatchability. I don't buy any think by any means it's like the worst Marvel movie, which is what's going out. Like people like really hate this for no reason, yeah. But for some reason, <laughs> Shang Chi and Black Widow get a pass. So I don't know. I like Shang Chi. I'm gonna watch it and when I'm it comes excited out. for when it comes on Disney Plus in like three days. Three days. <laughs> to be fair, I still haven't seen. Or the when ending, this comes but... out. Because three days from I... recording this, but it should be out on Disney Plus now in terms of if you're listening to this right i said this today yes. i can't wait i can't wait for us to finish recording and tomorrow the spider-man trailer is going to come out i know we got a <laughs> poster a po- yesterday a, a poster came out yesterday i, I thought oh. it wasn't real <laughs> it looks like fan we've art we've got but... four villains in it that's exciting four yeah there's gonna Get be excited, they're gonna guys. do six i know but there's four on the poster yeah and is there four the- yeah, there's Sandman, there's sand, uh, yeah, big sand yeah, yeah, tornadoes, yes, yes. there's lightning. I didn't think anything the about the... There's the Green and the Doc Ock arms. Oh, I thought it was just dirt in the trailer, and I thought that was just people over, over like, estimating, estimating no. over, like, I don't know, overlooking it, but that would be surprising. But, yeah, I, I, I'm going to bet all my money it's going to come out, like, before our next episode. Um, give us it has to. Next week. It has to. It comes out in a month. Yeah, it's 39 days. Oh, look who's cat. Hell yeah. Um, would you watch Eternals again, Jacob? <laughs> I think I will when it hits Disney+. Plus. Mm. Oh, true. Yeah, yeah, forget we, I keep forgetting we do get to watch these for free eventually. 
Nicholas, Nicholas, it's not free. <laughs> You're paying for Disney Plus, boy. I know, and I said I'd quit it like two months ago when they bought their prices up, but I never My did. My mum pays for Disney Plus. Pay that yearly so... subscription. Just <sighs> Okay, guys. Yes, all right. Kat, what happens next here on this thing that we do? Um, can I actually just pause because I really just drank a lot of water, so I'll be like two minutes. Oh, okay. Thank yes. you, boys. Should we just carry we, on without you? We can make um, outlandish Spider-Man predictions. Sure, yeah, we will. We'll just go Spider-Man. All right, Nick. Mm. Are we getting Garfield and Maguire? Well, considering I hope they're not in the movie at all at this point. <laughs> I think I would love them not to be. <laughs> I think we were talking about it last week. Yeah, I think we did. I uh, we, said that, we, said that, we said it that week or the week before, but yeah, like... I, I, I think it would just be minds. it would just be way funnier to me if it just ended. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and people just lost their shit. But I, I think if, if they are in it, little as it may be, we'll get like if they're just cameos, we'll get a little tease. But if they've somehow integrated them in the story and the cat hasn't gotten out of the bag yet, we'll see them. Greatest. Like that, they'll, they'll yeah. But I don't know. I I I'm still in lowering my expectations mode because oh yeah no i think since we recorded kevin feige um came out yeah, and said, said don't get your hopes up oh great that makes, that makes you feel, feel real good but also that could also be the ultimate play i don't think i don't think you'd say it if yeah well i know people are saying like or they're also saying oh i hope daredevil and uh batman and yeah. deadpool and all these other characters that wouldn't make sense in this story make appearances but i don't know yeah I, i'm 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 very keen because no matter what it's gonna be fucking great and yeah. spider-man's the fucking best <laughs> well hope, hopefully we'll have so it good. hopefully we'll have a better idea when we come back next week yeah i just what. want another trailer man i honestly thought we we're gonna get a trailer with eternals like a yeah, theater trailer with with the release last week I'm like that's the perfect moment just but fucking i think drop it but yeah I, th- I think i said this last week like once you drop that trailer no one's going Everything to see Eternals. Yeah. Like Eternals is getting nothing, and it's already getting like smashed at the moment, just with negative reviews. So I think the last thing they need is a also, trailer they're for a. They're putting it to Hawkeye as well because that kind of comes before. Oh yeah, that comes Spider-Man. out Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. When does yeah. that come out? So putting it to. Uh, end of this month, I think. I think like yeah. around Thanksgiving time in November. Nicholas, so it, I am not American. Finished. I do not know when Thanksgiving is. For all I know, it's end, in August. End of, end, end of the month. End of the month. Hawkeye is, is the 24th of November. There you go. I knew that was Thanksgiving Day, but I wanted you to figure it out. Sure, sure. Okay, shall we move on from Spider-Man? But, yes. Uh, to- sort of. Because <laughs> there's something I want to talk about. Yes, go. Uh, oh, have we said what we're looking forward to or whatever this oh, segment's yeah. called? What we're watching, what we're looking forward to. Yeah. Um, well, sorry. Well, I'm not. Well, I'm not excited for this at all. But we've feel like the first time in over a year we've gotten a trailer for Morbius. Yeah. <laughs> oh <laughs> no. This. this <laughs> I, I know. Oh. I was just like, this isn't going to be an eternal situation where I see this and I'm like, oh, it's actually really good. This is going to be shit. It's so. They have zero confidence, I feel, 
to the point where the, the, the Morbius Twitter account got unverified because I didn't post anything for like over 12 months. <laughs> um, what is the other Morbius? thing? He's a uh, yeah, he's a Spider-Man villain that they're adding, that Sony's putting into their uh, Venomverse. Right. No. They're, um, what is it? Sony. Oh, Spum. Yes, Spum. What? Sony, Sony, uh, Sony Pictures, Pictures Universe, Universe of, of Marvel oh, Universe characters. Of Marvel, I think yeah. it's Spump. That's that's what a terrible Sony acronym. Pictures Universe of Marvel characters. Oh, Spump's funnier. Yeah, because you know the characters. Bit. But um, it features the Oscorp. The new trailer features the Oscorp logo from the Amazing Spider-Man. Right. This Tobey Maguire suit. A picture of the Tobey Maguire suit. And also features Michael Keaton's Vulture from the MCU. So where also, the fuck is this movie set? And also, it also mentions Venom. Venom. Yeah, so it meant it mentions four Venom's different cinematic universes. I just, I, where I, the I, fuck does this movie fit? What is happening? I, the only thing that would make sense is all right, there's if two everything scenarios. merges in. No way home. Either the only way that this works. All right, it's either that. Or Sony has no idea what they're doing and they're just throwing everything at the wall. <laughs> but like, or they just have been... no idea what they're doing. Kevin Feige is guiding them. Oh, but like he can't stop them from making shit creative decisions. Hence the two shit Venom movies. Okay, like, I liked like... Venom. <laughs> also, <laughs> I... we we mentioned the Venom end credit scene on this, didn't we? I don't know. But I saw we... it. I I saw it leaked on TikTok, and now I have no reason to see the whole movie. Yeah, cat. Do, I don't know. Do you know the it. end credit scene to Venom Two? Should we say it? Uh... <laughs> Can we tell you? Sure, I'm gonna watch it Can anyway. Can we tell everyone? Do pe- will our listeners care if we ruin that? I don't think so. It came out a month ago for every country except us. So true. Yeah. And also, um, Australians don't see it. It, it apparently is terrible. Um. The end credit scene for Venom is Tom Hardy's Venom fighting, well, essentially about to face off with Tom Holland's Spider Man. So, so what it is, it's it's Tom it's Tom Hardy sitting in like a hotel room, like just chilling, talking to Venom, and then the whole building shakes and like whoa, 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 and then the parts of the hotel room change, and the exterior has changed. So they've teleported somewhere else and they look to the TV and Tom Holland's Peter Parker is on screen, unmasked. Oh, yeah. Okay. So... Yeah. I mean, I'm not surprised by so that I because think... it's going to happen eventually. Well, I think that that means in Far From Home yeah, so there's a merging. Shot. There, there's a shot also that looks like Venom. I thought it might have been the lizard or something, but it's definitely Venom. Mm-hmm. In yes, like a, I think in one of the jail cells in the sanctum. So they're definitely doing that. I think the two X, ex- like on the poster we've got for No Way Home, is you know, you've got with the four we just talked about, and then I think it's Vulture and Venom. But Venom doesn't make sense as a villain in the MCU because it's, there's no reason why very, he would hate Spider Man. It's very possible that he's just a cameo too. But like, for Venom to work to fight Spider Man. They and for Eddie to Brock to Eddie hate Brock. Spider-Man, you need to have Venom first be attached to Spider-Man and have that whole black suit play out. 
Yeah, but they and can't you now have to, because yeah. Spum ruined it. Like, and then you have to have Spum ruined the it. Peter Parker and Eddie Brock hating each other as rival photojournalists and then Peter Parker exposing Eddie Brock as a fraud. So then he hates him and then Venom and Eddie Brock meeting and merging in their mutual hate for Peter Parker slash Spider-Man. That'd be good, wouldn't it, Jacob? The only way that that story works. Yeah, but... The, the, Otherwise, because at the moment, the at the moment, it. Venom's a hero. You've missed years of character development where he eventually becomes the anti-hero and eventually becomes Agent Venom and becomes a good guy because he settles the fuck down. <laughs> but, like, you can't just be like, oh, Tom Hardy and Tom Holland are going to have a punch-up now because... There's no reason why Venom would see Spider-Man as a as a so villain. So wait, why? But, but wait, also, wait, 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 wait. Why are you thinking that he is going to be a villain in this? Like, why does he have to be a villain if he's in the Tom Hardy uh, in the Tom Holland universe? Like, why does like why can't he be a good guy? Because if they go straight into them being friends, it's just weird. Well, I think at best he might be a cameo. I think they'll just get. Yeah, we got yeah. you saying. I, I'm loving I, it. I would. I would also love just the transferal of from Eddie Brock to, of like Venom to Flash Thompson and him becoming Agent Venom, but having the weird little oh, yeah, kid that, from fucking the uh, MCU that, no, that, become that's what Agent do. Venom. No, they, they, they'll give the Eddie Brock storyline to Flash. Yeah, yeah, that's totally what they'll do. Yeah, yeah we'll, they have we'll to. figure it out. Yeah, but I think if they're going to merge the universes, that makes me think uh, it's a less likely to involve uh, Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire. Yeah. Or at the very least, if they merge the universes, they're one and done. Like, they won't be around. Yeah. 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 Ooh, creepy door. Is that you, Nicholas? <laughs> one and done. Yeah, so uh, yeah, that's opened my door. his door and walked away. Um, <laughs> okay, let's move on from Spider-Man. Yeah. Yes. So, I mentioned last week that I was watching For Life. Yes. I've now finished For Life. Mm-hmm. Very good. But ABC cancelled it, it and now Aww. it's been picked up by something that I had never heard of, which is called IMDB TV, oh. which is a streaming platform supposedly in America that I didn't know was a thing. but And it's now listed as an IMDB TV original. Right. But I kind of, it leaves it open for a season three, but yeah, I don't know. I really like. Well, I really I recommend watching it though. Three, Jacob? Yeah, it was good. Well, yeah, it was. Diff- yeah, it was just a good courtroom drama, and <laughs> I liked it. Dramas. Yeah, so I recommend it. Have you been watching? That's, that's still pretty much anything else. No, I was away camping for five days, so I didn't really watch any other television apart from that since we've last recorded. Look, so fair, Nicholas. Apart from obviously Eternals and the. Morbius trailer. <laughs> yeah, no, I oh, I actually, had friends' birthdays, so I didn't I have, watch anything. I have one what? other thing I want to talk about. A trailer that we got to yesterday or today, which is the final trailer for Ghostbusters Afterlife. Ugh. Oh yeah, that, that looks like a TV spot. <laughs> I am fucking excited for this movie now because that uh, trailer ends with Bill fucking Murray saying, "Did you miss us?" And that panning up on three original Ghostbusters costumes. I, I, might just I fucking I, it do looks, it. It looks fun, but also just the thought of Ghostbusters coming back just exhausts me after the years we've had of 
like just arguing about it. It's like Star Wars. I just can't yeah. be fucked. Like I just think it's going to be good. They just need a new like, really idea. Oh, it, it, it'll be good. It'll be good. But then, like, we're just going to be hit with you know another five yeah. years of why did you like this one but not the one with women in it? Yeah, but I think so Paul Rudd running through a shopping center chased by like the hell dogs is really funny yeah and it looks like it's like he's this you know full panicked poor rudd that looks the same as he did in the 90s yeah you know, and apparently just... apparently this the uh, ghostbusters afterlife is a reason uh paul rudd didn't return to play his character in halloween kills so thanks ghostbusters ghostbusters so you know do you it's have to see bit, yeah paul rudd do a shitty movie <laughs> But I mean, at least he probably, would, he probably would have been killed in Halloween, and I don't want to see Paul Rudd get stabbed. So that's so fair. Yeah, kill yeah. Anthony Michael Hall. Exactly. Right, <laughs> uh, Kat, what have you got? I had a very busy week. I also went to a birthday party that Nick went to as well. Um, yep, we hang we out. Hang out. Believe it or not, we are actually friends off air. Jacob, it was for I don't know the other <laughs> host of this podcast oh, yeah. that. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like it was, you know, our listeners know who it was. It was James's. It was James's birthday. birthday. But I was away, and I didn't. Sorry, James. I'm, I'm sorry, James. I miss you. Um. So we went to that. So I didn't have a lot of time to do much else, but I did actually start watching Inside Job, which is a new animated series on Netflix, and it is hilarious. I fucking love it. And I am like one and a half episodes in. They're only 30 minute episodes. So I've been watching them on my lunch breaks. Um, But it's essentially like all the conspiracy theories and like theories about the deep state and like the Illuminati and like the present being um, replaced with a robot is like all true. And this is the, like the, um, the company that runs it. All. and it's just it's right. hilarious it's great i highly recommend it it's highly digestible easy to watch humor and you guys That's know i don't like. like crude humor i like smart humor so if that tells you anything it must be good then yeah and other than that or cats getting dumber yeah. <laughs> we're, we're lowering her iq <laughs> um she's spending too much time with well, us no. she's watched the morbius trailer too many times <laughs> i didn't even know who morbius was it was actually it was actually playing in silent on my um on the bloody like web page i had open with all the eternals data <laughs> it was on constant repeat and i'm like i can't look at this it just looks terrible <laughs> um i also finished a book the final girl support group which was good it kind of like played on the trope of Final Girls, which we talked about in our Halloween Spectacular. Go listen to that. And I also just started reading Catch and Kill by um, Ronan Farrow about the Harvey Weinstein cases. Um, so, yeah, I'm about halfway through. It's interesting. I don't know if, I, like, I, I just don't know about Ronan Farrow. He's a bit too contentious for me. But... I'm going to finish it anyway. Yeah. Uh, well, and that's me. Where can people reach us? You, lovely listeners, can email us um, at watchitagainpod at gmail.com. All one word. We'd love to hear from you. Um, write us a letter. Write us two words. We don't care. Um, you can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at Watch It Again Podcast. 
all one word. I took out all the spacing. Sorry, Jacob. It was just annoying me too much. Thank you. It looks so much better. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, you ruined the link in my other bio that I had to go and read. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> did you get notifications that I did that? Yeah, I got a notification every time you logged in. Oh, I log in like every day. Um, and yeah, send us a message, comment. Don't spam us with, I don't know, random stuff, but like legitimate things. Like I said no, last week. Any, any engagement is welcome. Um, oh, I'll argue with you there, Nicholas, but not I'll on, read it. Not I'll on read point. it. Hell, no, nah, hell, come up to us in the streets come too. On, yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, please reach out. We'd love to hear from you. Um, yeah. That's uh, that. Jacob. There's no. And this is where yeah, we just, awkwardly just... pause for Jacob to. So I was just, I'm just going through our letters. Email. Um, um, do we have anything? We have a new spam email from Thursday. Oh, beautiful. We're not reading again. <laughs> I, lo- I, I love no, this. No, I'm going to read this one. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm reading this email. Hello, Watch It Again podcast. I am just reaching out to you because your photos did end up in my home tab. I truly love your photos and I believe they are amazing. Well done, Kat. Thank you. Um, several new people join Instagram every day and they post pictures daily. And at times it seems like our photos become lost in the masses. I know how we can stop this with your beautiful images. My account is at Elegantum Deluxe. And currently we do have more than 120,000 followers. And I'd love if I could share a couple of your terrific pictures on my Instagram wall. I would do a shout out where I tag you on your images and also mention your profile name in the text. Sounds legit. Maybe that's not a spam. <laughs> what else we got? I don't want to know. If it's not, go to nickjtaylor.png. <laughs> <laughs> That was a beautiful, beautiful plot right there. I need more money. We need to start, actually. Uh, the last one's from Janet. I don't have time to... Okay, this is a conversation for off-air, but... This is, this is admin this is talk. Admin talk. We'll, we'll talk admin We'll talk admin later. Admin later. There's, this there's is no not more. good podcasting. Okay, so I think um, that wraps up Eternals. Jacob? Yeah, we will be back next week with some sort of... New and exciting or old and exciting or maybe really boring movie. We don't know yet. Or maybe a topic. Send us an email. Let us know. If you liked our Halloween Spooktacular and you want us to do more topics of things, you know, we'll do it. We'll do anything. <laughs> well, not anything. Well, um, okay. It depends how much money you give us. Yeah. Even um, more <laughs> I draw a line. Okay. Yeah, sorry. As always, yeah. I'm Kat. Otherwise, I'm Jacob. <laughs> I'm Nick. Okay. Bye, guys. We'll be back next week. Bye. Yeah, bye.